Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Back to our Ramadan reflections. Let us start with the verse of the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's words. A'udhu billahi minash shaytanir rajeem bismillahir rahmanir rahim. Fa'amma az-zabadu fayadhhabu jufa'a wa'amma ma yanfa'u an-nasa fayamkuthu fil ard. كَذَلِكَ يَضْرِبُ اللَّهُ الْأَمْثَالِ فَأَمَّا الزَّبَدُ فَيَذْهَبُ جُفَاءً وَأَمَّا مَا يَنْفَعُ النَّاسَ فَيَمْكُثُ فِي الْأَرْضِ كَذَلِكَ يَضْرِبُ اللَّهُ الْأَمْثَالِ This is another verse from Surah Al-Ra'ad, verse 17, Surah Al-Ra'ad. And in here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is striking another example and he says that he's striking an example as we've seen from other verses. So what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying that as far as the scum is concerned, then that will disappear like froth that is cast out. يَذْهَبُ جُفَاءً Scum uh, will, will, will disappear eventually. right? But that which is for the good of mankind that which is of benefit to mankind will remain on earth. فَيَمْكُثُ فِي الْأَرْضِ مَا مَا يَنْفَعُ النَّاسِ فَيَمْكُثُ فِي الْأَرْضِ That which is of benefit to mankind will remain on the earth. And thus does Allah set forth parables. This is how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala provides examples. Again, this is a, a major principle in our Islam that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in the Qur'an. This essentially speaks about the workings of the universe. This is speaking about how our human community prospers, our human community moves on, and how it deals with things. How it deals with the good and how it deals with the bad. We learn this from the Qur'an, but we also see this played out in history. So this is just the reality the Qur'an mentions regarding a point of history. And we see that good is always going to be an enduring quality. Even after hundreds of years, it's the good that will continue and that will remain and people will benefit from. Today, people, they speak about, uh, they quote uh, many, many people of the past. They've, they've gone. We don't even know about their lives. And sometimes we know that they've said a good word. We know that they've done a good deed. And that is what will remain. That's what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, that things that are going to be of benefit to the community and of people, that will remain and that will endure and that will sustain and that is what will continue. Now, what's really interesting is that we have this saying, survival of the fittest. In Islam, I think it would be survival of the good, survival of the virtue, survival of that which is beneficial. It's not always survival of the fittest. Survival of the fittest can play a part in that. You know, to sometimes do good, then you have to be fit in a particular sense, in a particular way. So we're not dismissing the concept of survival of the fittest. There's some, probably some truth to that as well. But this is spiritually the fittest and something which is of benefit for the people. Do things which are of benefit to others. Leave things in this world that are... That's the only legacy you can leave. What legacy are we going to leave if it's not of benefit for people? Because it's people who will continue that legacy. Try as much as we wish. Right? To promote something that people don't enjoy, that people don't take benefit from. Where is that going to go? Because it's people that keep things alive. It's people who think something is worth it, so they keep it alive. They perpetrate it. They continue it. They proliferate it. They promote it. They spread it. Only people can do that. 
So it has to be of benefit for the people. The lasting nature of good is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is speaking about. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about that which is scum essentially, zabad is scum. It's like foam. When you have a torrent, when you have a lot of water that is gushing forth somewhere, there's all that froth at the top. Now that froth doesn't have any kind of stay. It, it eventually just disappears. There's nothing in it. Right? It eventually just goes. It's just created by the movement of the water and then after that it goes. Or when you have a deluge, when you have another flood, when you have all of this rubbish that goes onto it, that's just taken away. Nothing stays. So it's only the good that will remain. Whatever is not good or positive or useful that doesn't contribute to man's survival, human survival or comfort or progress is going to be considered branded scum in the Quran. So again, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions it in a very, very general way, in a very, very comprehensive way. It's a very wide-ranging term that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uses for مَا يَنْفَعُ nas. Anything of benefit for the people, that's what he said. And this doesn't have to be just religious aspects here. This is just anything beneficial for the people, as long as it doesn't lead to their tyranny or their arrogance or their uh, showing off or ostentation or something like that. So anything which is like that is just going to lack stability and constancy. Um, you have, mashallah, you know, in some cases you have uh, sudden radical movements, right, that aim to make certain changes or whatever but they have no permanent form because they were not really of benefit they didn't really have much good in them scum generally appears at the top comprising of the dirt and the impurity and it doesn't have any benefit for mankind so it will just disappear with the movement of the flood or the subsistence of it or it's relegated to the side It'll fall down into the gutters. It'll just be relegated to the side. Nobody cares about that. Nobody values those kind of things. It just doesn't have the capacity for survival. Allah's law entails that. That scum cannot last for long. Froth does not last for long. In fact, if such things did continue to endure, then it is going to cause a problem for people because it's rubbish. And that's why we're actually causing that today because we've introduced unnatural things into the world that do not de decompose. They can't be left to the, Earth's, to the Earth's own processes like plastic. So for example, I remember this was 20 years ago. Somebody had visited Yemen and he said that, you know, in places like Yemen, I've seen it in India as well, you used to eat something and you just throw the banana peel outside you throw the shells from the peanuts, from the pistachios or whatever. You'll just throw it outside, outside the train window, for example. They used to provide tea in clay pots. And you just throw them out, literally. I used to feel really weird throwing that stuff out. But then I understood that while it's dirty and there should be probably a better way to do that, it just used to be subsumed by the earth. But now we've introduced plastics, right, which is... Obviously coming from a petroleum, but it doesn't, it, it, it lasts too long. And that's why we're having problems everywhere, including in the oceans. So we're introducing that. So now to give a few examples about the good, Islam has always been a good factor. It's of benefit to people. So even though Muslims were defeated by the Tatars, by the Mongols, 
Muslims were defeated by the Mongols and they came to a brink of destruction. People were worried. It was one of the worst carnage and cleansing that had ever been seen before. One of the worst scourge to be visited upon this ummah. But mashallah, because there's benefit in Islam, eventually it took over the Mongols themselves and they became Muslim. And today you have so many, I mean, the Tatars are all Muslim today in, in Russia, in Ukraine and many other countries of the world. So the Muslims may have, won, uh, have uh, lost the battle, but their invaluable message made the Tatars submissive to Islam. And this is the law of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is the law of nature, that benefic beneficial things will always last. That's why Muslims as a whole, we're not talking about just individuals, but we as Muslims as a whole, we need to benefit the community. This is the point about this, that the Muslims need to benefit the community. You have to remember that anything which is for Allah is also considered to be good. Uh, Imam Malik rahimahullah, wrote a book called the Muwatta. It's a collection of hadiths, probably one of the first and most authentic hadith collections. It was written before Bukhari, right? It was written before Sahih al-Bukhari as well. And after he wrote that, it must have become a bit popular. There's other people who also started compiling books of a similar nature. And somebody mentioned that to Imam Malik, that look, there's other people who are doing that as well. He said, that's fine. He says, مَا كَانَ لِلَّهِ فَهُوَ يَبْقَى That which is going to be for Allah, that will remain. So that which is good, mashallah, always remains. Our deeds, I mean, if I expand this idea, our deeds, the, I mean, our deeds will remain for the hereafter. I mean, I know we, the verse talks about that which is of benefit to people, but this is beneficial to us. Our deeds remain with us in the hereafter. A, remember a good word that you've said to somebody you've benefited somebody with a good word you've made them feel good you've made their day that's going to remain with them for a while just remember whenever you've said good to somebody you know they, imagine that there is somebody who you see in the masjid or you see as a neighbor or whatever you don't really discuss much and one day you finally bump into them somewhere and you start speaking and they say something really nice to you Believe me, that's going to remain with you. That's going to remain with us and we're going to be thinking about this. And every time we think of that person, we're going to think of what they've said. Or if they did something good for us, that's going to remain. People love when people do things of benefit to them. That's just so amazing. right? That is something that you always appreciate. And that is why good character, that which you do of benefit to others, which has to come from good character, is what's going to remain and endure even after your death. Just think about it. Why do you remember certain people who have passed away? Because of a good quality, right? And generally, if it's, for, if it's for evil, then it's a different kind of reminder. But what we do is we actually remember people for the good that they've done in the community. That's why you even feel obliged to go and attend a janazah. Even though there's nobody to see whether you came or not, nobody's obliging you to go. And subhanAllah, above all, I think the last point I want to mention of this for this verse is that I think the best goodness we can leave and the best gift that we can give to other people is righteous children. That's the best gift we can leave in, leave in this world because when we go, this is what we're going to leave behind is going to be our children. Most of the time, parents die before children. So if we can train our children and nurture them and give them that tarbiyah to be done in a proper way that they become good citizens of the world, good vicegerents of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then inshallah that's an amazing thing and that will remain and you know you see this that where some people have taught their children well you actually see that, that, that you can't miss it 
You know, when you travel with new people, you can't really see it among, I mean, you can sometimes see it among local people as well. For example, I know these two brothers, right? They both have different businesses. They're very, very helpful people. Both of these guys are very helpful people. They help a lot of people. They help a lot of, uh, they help a lot of organizations, right? And they both have different businesses. And I know both of them to be very generous. So yesterday I went to a masjid and there's a man, an older man who came to shake my hands. And he said, I am so-and-so's father. And uh, I said, mashallah, you know, so he lives in a different area. And then after that, after the bayan, I said that I was going to stay there for iftar. And uh, just a bit about, you know, sometime before iftar, he comes and he had these ajwa, you know, because the masjid gives out normal dates, but he had some ajwa in his pockets. And out of that, he shared them with me. He said, no, you have these, these are ajwa. And he shared at least three ajwas with me from the few that he had in his pocket. I don't know how many he had left for himself. And I just saw that, mashallah, the generosity and the goodness of benefiting others runs in that family. That is what you can leave behind. If you do that yourself, your children will pick that up. And then their children, and that will continue like that, inshallah. And that's one of the best ways we can, inshallah, do this so that we don't leave scum behind. We don't leave trash behind. We don't leave rubbish behind. And we don't leave evil behind. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq. Uh, the point of a lecture is to encourage people to act, to get further, an inspiration, an encouragement, persuasion. The next step is to actually start learning seriously, to read books, to take on a subject of Islam and to understand all the subjects of Islam, at least at their basic level, so that we can become more aware of what our deen wants from us. Uh, and that's why we started uh, Rayyan courses, so that uh, you can actually take organized lectures uh, on demand whenever you have free time, especially, for example, the Islamic Essentials uh, course that we have on there, the Islamic Essentials Certificate, which you take 20 short modules and at the end of that inshallah you will have gotten the, the basics of uh, most of the most important topics in Islam and you'll feel a lot more confident. You don't have to leave lectures behind, you can continue to, leave, uh, you know, to listen to lectures but you need to have this more sustained study as well. Jazakallah khair and assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.